Hello everyone, this is JPL, and today I'm joined with... Jay here. Yes, and we are podcast name in brackets. Uh, if you're confused about who Jay is, he's actually, he's Matthew, but we also have the other podcast, Binging Barbie, and he goes by Jay over there, so, you know, uh, <laughs> reasons. Well, we'll you know, figure it out. We'll figure it out. Does it matter? No. We all have different names and nicknames. Matthew was just something you came up with that one time we needed to do something. Yeah. Um, way back in high school. Way, way back in high school. <laughs> but anyway, Jay, you like films, do you? What? Me? You? <laughs> what? Yeah, I just I just watched recently my... um. Re- relevant because of the year we're recording this, my 2023rd movie on Letterboxd. Congratulations. So, That's... 2023, Sofia Coppola's somewhere. I get you had to wait a whole year to do the next film, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah. If you want to keep going with that routine. Man, and I was good to see something later this week. Oh, well. Oh, well. You can't do it now. <laughs> At least don't put it on Letterboxd. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. We, we, we like films. We grew up with films. This whole podcast series started with films. Um, but yeah, before you know a film comes out, we have to get a trailer. Trailers are our first glimpse of what a future film is going to be like. Uh, back in the older days, that's how you knew a film was coming out. We didn't have the ability to just look up on their social medias and they would announce, hey, we're working on this film. We didn't have all the leaks that we do today. It was yeah. just much more. You knew a film was happening when the trailer came out. And yeah, so trailers. Trailers are important. They have to juggle the task of uh, showing you enough of the film, telling you somewhat what the film is about, while also getting the right tone for the film, while also making it entertaining to watch. So they're juggling all of these things, and, and people like different aspects about trailers. Uh, like, Jay, what do you like in a movie trailer? I like a good song used well and integrated well i think that's for me it's the song and the visuals are what tie it all together but as we'll go through my list there are different things that i enjoy in depending on genre and that kind of thing yeah i think when just looking through the selection of what i've liked um i i think music is very important and not just finding a good music choice being able to match the editing to the music. Yeah. Um, yeah, that helps create a fun tone. We'll talk about a film later where the film's tone didn't match the music, but the trailer did a good job at making it feel like it was. Yeah. Um, also, showing enough, but not too much of the trailer. I don't like having too much in a trailer. I don't like having too much story being revealed to me. So... Just getting me a good enough glimpse to see what it is. Maybe a little bit of a concept of what the film is going to be like. But nothing too much. Yeah. Uh, I've actually stopped almost completely watching second trailers. Because I figure if the first trailer didn't sell me on it, the second trailer probably won't. 
if the first trailer did sell me on it, then I don't necessarily want to know too much more information going in. You know, the part, yeah. the point of the trailer is to sell the movie. So if I'm sold, why would I watch the trailer? No, it sure. does make me look like a lunatic when I'm sitting in the theater and closing my eyes to not see the trailer, but oh well. Yeah. I mean, I also really like just the, the initial teaser trailers. Yeah. Because they're, they're usually the shortest ones. Um, I think the really good ones are about like 60 seconds long. There's not a whole lot to really do, so they give you just a really cool tone and, and yeah. such. Um, they don't show you a whole lot. It's just to get you interested. But anyway, yeah, today we're doing a podcast about our top seven favorite film trailers that we've watched. Um, and like these could have different histories between the two of us. We both have very different things that we like about films. <laughs> uh, me, I typically stick to things that I'm familiar with or I know. But sometimes if a trailer is good enough that could intrigue me. Uh, Megan is a good example. Yeah. There was just a scene that they showed in the trailer that made me intrigued to watch the film. So that's the importance of a trailer <laughs> just to get you interested. But yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. Why don't we start with this list with number seven, starting with you, Jay? Yeah. So I, I should preface mine finding seven best trailers. You know, I was, I had a list of like, at least three times that that I was trying to whittle down. So I kind of tried to choose trailers that have do different things well. Um, mm-hmm. So this first one here, this is the teaser trailer for Avatar The Way of Water. And th- I have an interesting history with this one. So this trailer premiered in front of the second Doctor Strange movie. And it was a whole huge big deal right before the movie was coming out of hey, there's going to be this new trailer for the new Avatar movie that, you know, it's been 12 years since the first one or 11 years or whatever. It's been a while since the first one. Um, so what is this going to look like? And so I watched, went to go and see Dr. Strange opening night and watched the trailer and I was like, oh, that's it? I was a little bit disappointed. Well, yeah. I happened to a little bit later, I was like, hey, I want to see Doctor Strange again, and I kind of want to see it in 3D. So I went to an IMAX 3D showing and saw the Avatar trailer in the full IMAX 3D, and it immediately sold me on the movie. Same trailer, nothing had changed, just the way it builds tone and shows you the world and these characters, and it's showing off the incredible visual effects that just look so, so good. Um, Mm -hmm. the, The lighting, the shading, everything is just... 10 out of 10 there. Um, And it's very much selling this sort of more contemplative, more epic tone of this trailer. Um, And you get wonderful shots, especially of the water. And there's this giant whale creature that ends up being very important in the film that gets spotlighted a couple times. And yeah, I don't know. It's just, and, and there isn't much dialogue. So it's just kind of tone and setting and world that, that it's, throwing you into not not much plot to go off of so it's just the the visuals that really sold it for me yeah which really speaks to the avatar series in general they're a high visual films like they yeah. have the best visual effects they want to show off the look of the films 
Um, I, I wouldn't. I don't. I don't say that this trailer did anything for me in particular. I'm not really the biggest fan of Avatar, so it doesn't yeah. really mean much to me. But yeah, it is a well-made trailer. It doesn't show a whole lot of the story. There's barely any dialogue, only towards the end. But it does a really good job at showing you the, the different visuals of the film, and it does look pretty. But it's just not my thing. Yeah, and I mean, as I said, trailer didn't work for me until I saw it IMAX 3D. That's when it really the because the pacing of it is very slow. Right. You think, okay, well, this isn't very exciting, but in the IMAX 3D, it actually the slow pace it just kind of draws you into it. And Mm -hmm. actually, I've I've watched other trailers since I went to see Avatar quite a few times at IMAX 3D. You know, whatever they would do, like the Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer, which wasn't a phenomenal trailer to begin with, but the pacing of it in 3D was just, it was too quick. You didn't get a sense for the visuals or anything. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it is definitely, you know, they knew what they were doing. They knew you watch it on your computer at home and you're like, that's it. You go to the theater and see it in 3D and you're like, oh, okay, now, now I understand. Right, yeah. And so we move on to my number seven, which is the yeah. film Joker. Uh, and this, we'll have to go back a little bit in time to talk about this one in particular. And it's that before the film came out, I was very skeptical about the film. Me, I'm a big fan of the Joker character in DC. And so we just had the Suicide Squad with Jared Leto as the Joker. But now we're getting this standalone Joker film with Joaquin Phoenix. Like, what? What's this? Why are we getting this? And I, what's it going to be like? And so at this point, um, all that we've had was just like a test footage of him in the makeup and i remember seeing the first time i saw that makeup i was like "Eh, i don't know about it but the more i looked about it and the more i thought about the inspirations for the characters the music choice that we utilized in the test footage the more i thought hmm maybe this could be something and so then we get this trailer and yeah the same time where i watched the first time i'm like hmm i'm not sure about this but the more I rewatched the trailer, I played close attention to the Joaquin's acting in certain scenes, and I'm like, oh, okay, that looks like something that seems more like Jokerish. And the the trailer does a good job at setting up the tone of the film. I think pretty much the tone matches the film for the most part, and and the way it looks and everything. Um but also, it does a good job of building up to looking at the final look of the Joker's costume. Uh, and it does a really good job at the reveal that actually the film drops the ball in the reveal. Because there they have some sort of weird pop song playing when we finally get <laughs> to see that uh, moment in the film. But like the way that the trailer presents it, yeah, no, that was like a really interesting moment to see it in motion there. So, yeah, that's why I like this trailer when it came out yeah i i mean i i also remember this one coming out and being very excited to see what was going on with this um <laughs> and yeah th- this is 
a very iconic moment in pop culture, this sort of new interpretation and Joker goes on to become the first R-rated film to gross a billion dollars at the worldwide box office. So they were successful in marketing it for a very interesting and odd film to be that successful. Yeah, and like this uh, final, this trailer here, like is what sold me and like, okay, I think I might like this film. So yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. So moving on. Yeah, now we have one that is maybe a little bit odd. I, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this because we didn't talk about it when we watched it. But uh -huh. I'm going with the global trailer for Fifty Shades of Grey. Now, I think you need to step back from your preconceived notions of the film and of the franchise and of the books. Sure. And when you take it on that level... Um, first off, the visuals are spectacular. Just sort of the everything looks very sharp and the camera movement is very smooth. But what really sells this trailer is the music. This features um, Beyonce's Crazy in Love, sort of this slower, kind of almost ominous version of it. Kind of sells this as sort of like a, an erotic thriller more than a romantic drama which is what the actual movie is but yeah it's just something about the way the song gets integrated and all of the the visuals are so interesting and yeah the it's building up to this very sort of um surprising moment not not something you expect from a green band trailer but yeah i don't know i just again the song i think is what brings it all together really this really great song that is elevating something to something more than the movie itself is actually yeah it, it is a much better trailer than it is a movie sure i think the only interesting part that i found in the trailer was like maybe the first 30 seconds Okay. Uh, where it was setting up more of like, oh, the mystery and intrigue about this. But once they pulled back the curtain a bit to reveal the to what we eventually get in the series, it's like, oh, okay. Well, now the rest of the trailer is not as interesting, and that's like the rest, <laughs> the the rest ninety seconds where you get that music thing. It's like, oh, okay. I don't really care about the rest of this, so okay. I, I it, it lost me. Once we yeah. got like you, even the subject, the subject matter really <laughs> not, loses not me as favorite. well. Yeah. yeah, like if I'm not at all interested in the subject matter, I'm immediately out of the film. Yeah, it's like okay, I'm not out of it, and that happens a few times with some of the rest of your trailers as well. <laughs> so, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I chose trailers that are a little bit further off the beaten path, but I hope I can articulate why. I find them interesting. No, no, you, you did. You did. You can, you, yeah. you did a good job of articulating. I don't care. <laughs> that's, that's the <laughs> best this way. Is I not can one of the franchises you're invested in. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> not. Neither am I, to be fair. I just find the trailer to be really fascinating. Yes. Uh, and the next trailer that I have to talk about in this list is from, 2016 Suicide Squad. The trailer in question is the second trailer, the one with Bohemian Rhapsody song in it. Yeah. Um. So there's two trailers 
really to this film. The very first trailer, which was much more darker, eerie, somber, somber, mysterious as well. And then they have this one, which is like, oh, it's lots of fun, flashy, well edited together. Um, Something that the film was not intended to be. Yeah. And it was like, oh, the audience loved this trailer so much. Let's change the film to be more like the trailer. Not not only that, do you know what they did? They brought in the company that made the trailer to edit the film. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which is entirely different art forms. You know, this is one of the best trailers ever made just in terms of taking something that just di- didn't had, I, I don't know, I guess we don't know what the director's cut of this would be, but taking something and turning it into something very, very different and taking this sort of darker, somber, you can even see with the visual style, they don't do anything to that. And just turn it into like poppy and colorful and fun and exciting. And that's really all in the editing and the music choice. Yeah. I actually really liked the first trailer when it came out. I thought it was like, Ooh, it's, interesting and eerie uh i also enjoyed this one but i i am very curious about what that first film would have been like um and i think that derailing this film to be more like the trailer was not the best choice um, yeah overall so to to be fair i don't know based on what is in the film i don't know if the other version of the film would have been particularly good either but yeah the the trailer you can definitely see where it's kind of clashing with the tone with the intended tone yeah that kind of yeah i'm not really the biggest fan of the suicide squad overall not not in terms of the film but just like the whole group itself i think they're a bit overrated and they're they have not been done properly at all the closest is the James Gunn version, but then they they botched that one somehow towards the end. Uh, I thought I thought the James Gunn version was pretty close to perfect, but... except for the final act. That's okay. really where they 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 go wrong. Um, but let's not get into that. Let's well, get in. well. I did want to mention that because that one also has a couple excellent trailers that are actually more representative of the tone of the final product. But yeah, we we can move on to um yeah, we can move my on. my number five here now this is one and when when we were watching these trailers i told you before this one as a preface Uh, you have to go in with it in your mind that this is a trailer for a film that starts out the first 30 minutes are this brutally violent um killing spree that this character is going on and the rest of the film the like last hour and 45 minutes are this like weird drama about a son reconnecting with his father but there's more stuff going on there i don't want to get into spoilers this is of course the trailer for titan the palm d'or winner from 2021 a very very odd film and one that is very very difficult to market because like i said the first 30 minutes are a horror movie. The mm-hmm. rest of it is not a horror movie. It's a drama. 
how how do you market that? Um, and, and this trailer is put together by Neon, who are a distributor. They did a bunch of huge indie films like Parasite. Um, they do a lot of international distribution as well. And they are just really, really good at trailers. Where you'll find a... Because they're taking weird films, you know? international right. films that audiences don't necessarily have context for and they have to market them and sell them and neon is always very good well almost always there's probably a few examples where they aren't but of selling weird tones and this is i think their biggest sort of triumph on that on that part it's it's a trailer that has all of these different conflicting tones but and wa watching it the first time through i'm like what's going on with this trailer what what's how how does this cohere into a movie then i watch the film and it's like oh the trailer is doing exactly what the film is doing it is perfect marketing it its oddity is just because the film is so odd mm -hmm. i can't really speak into specifics <laughs> um i think they, sh I don't know why they kept showing the the dancing girl over and over so, again. So the dancing girl is the protagonist of the first part of the film, right? But why did they keep showing the shit almost the same scene over and over again? <laughs> you get it? Yeah. Anyway, I don't know what to say. Sure, you said the most. Yeah, and this isn't even a film I particularly care for. It's just the trailer does such a good job, and I think. It's true also of like the Parasite trailer, which I think you've seen both the trailer and the film for that one, where that, that one is also very difficult because it's, you know, it's a dark comedy that turns into like a dark thriller. How do you mm -hmm. sell that? Well, the trailer actually does a pretty good job of selling that. So yeah, just really impressive job from the marketing team over at Neon in taking a very, very odd film and actually marketing it in a way that is true to the tone or tones plural because it's a very odd film well okay then so moving on to my number five uh we have the first initial teaser trailer from star wars the force awakens yeah. a teaser that came out over a year before the film was released um and like this one you really to explain it, you have to go all the way back to 2014 before everything else that <laughs> yeah. came out afterwards. Um, because, yeah, I don't get the same reaction I do now than I did when I watched that trailer. But yeah, yeah. at that point, it had been like 30-some years since we've had the original cast of Star Wars come back. It had been almost 10 years since the last Star Wars film. Um, we're all intrigued to see what Disney's going to do. And they had to do a really good job at selling us into the new Star Wars. And so this teaser trailer doesn't show us a whole lot. just shows snippets of it. I remember when the trailer dropped and I started watching it. I didn't know it was the trailer. I was like, what is this weird fan film thing going on? <laughs> um but then I caught on and it was the real trailer and I was like, oh my gosh, I remember everyone was so excited 
for this trailer when it yeah. came out. I was like, oh my gosh, Star Wars. Ah. Um, a thousand YouTube reaction channels started because of these trailers. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was just one of those things where it was wholesome. Everybody was so happy and excited. We were all confused about the cross guard lightsaber. Like, there were so many discussions of, like, what the heck is that? What, what's with the weird lightsaber cross guard thing? That's silly. Why is it all vibrating and shaking like that? What's going on? I don't know. But, like, the music was cool and epic. We were trying to figure out what it was. Um,. And it's really the last time where everybody was fully excited about Star Wars. <laughs> because since then, um, no matter what your opinions about each of the films or TV shows are, we're not as united as we once were, or if we really were. Now it's like much more, it's much more <laughs> aggressive <laughs> than it once was. Yeah. So it's a yeah, shame. They- but I remember I would have it in my daily routine to watch this trailer three times before I went to school. <laughs> it was it was a thing. I was really excited. Yeah. Now not so much, but you know. Yeah, this came out nine years ago. Nine, nine years. Nine, yeah, I can't believe that. <laughs> Almost a decade. Mm. And yeah, it is a reminder of you know back when I was still a Star Wars fan, and like seeing the Millennium Falcon in X-Wings with modern VFX and seeing these new characters of wondering who, who are these people going to be? What, what's what is this that? story going to be? Yeah. Yeah. What's going on? Why is there a soccer ball? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just remember being extremely excited for what was going to come next. Yeah. I don't think there has been any other trailer or teaser trailer from Star Wars that came after this that has had the same level as intrigue or excitement. Yeah. Like this just had the history of not having Star Wars in live action for a long time. So Yeah, yeah I, I don't think there are many trailers in general that have gotten this level of excitement since then. No. Like, the only thing I could think of that would come close is Avengers Endgame, but none of those trailers were. I mean, that was essentially, they just marketed it as it's the next Avengers movie. Of course you're going to see it. We don't need to show anything. Right. I mean, around this time, they also released the trailer for Age of Ultron. And that was actually a pretty cool trailer. Um, the film yeah. wasn't as cool, but... You know, it was like, oh, look at that. We got the Hulkbuster armor. Oh, the music is interesting. Ultron seems like an interesting villain. Um, They also had the first trailer for Jurassic World as well. So (laughs) this thing was like hitting on the different properties before we have today uh, uh, stuff. Yeah. (laughs) As it were. Yeah, 20, 2014 and 2015. You also had like the Mad Max trailers. Those were all. Oh, trailers. yes, that's right. Mad Max. So, yeah. Ne- next up, I wanted to have a comedy trailer in here, but of course, me being me, I went with the oddest comedy out there. Mm-hmm. I chose the first trailer for The Favorite, the 2018 period dark comedy. 
Um, yeah, it's it's an odd trailer for a very odd film. It's sort of chaotic and weird, and you, very. You get, a, you get a really good sense though for like the visual style of it, the fisheye lenses, and all of the costumes are entirely black, white, and gray. In fact, I think mm-hmm. most of them are just black and white. And yeah, you're you're also getting hints at what this is going to be of like Olivia Coleman's spectacular Oscar-winning performance. Um, and yeah, just weird oddness. There's Olivia Colman saying, I, I ordered some lobsters. I thought we could race them and then, then eat them. And then it immediately cuts away. No context for that scene. Um, Rachel Weiss telling Olivia Coleman that she looks like a badger and of course cuts back to her and she does look like a badger. I, I don't know. It's just, it's what I want from a comedy trailer, which is just show me that this is funny without ruining all of the best jokes. Right, sure. And this trailer is only 60 seconds long. Yeah. And they, they go through a lot of stuff in the trailer. And it's like, huh, there, you don't need three minutes of a trailer to, to get the point across. You could do yeah. it just like this. Yeah, and again, there's so much in the film that just isn't in the trailer. There's no plot in the trailer. And there is a second trailer that is also very good that gets a little bit more into that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, just... Uh, again, uh, th- this sold me on the film right away, and the tone and the weirdness of it, and yeah, it- it's one of my favorites, both the trailer and the film itself. So hmm. always fun to go back and watch that one. Yeah, and moving on to my number four, I have the the announcement trailer trailer for Dunkirk. It's that very first teaser trailer, 60 seconds long. It's It doesn't show you a whole lot, just a bunch of different static shots, but with the good ticking sounds of some somewhat high-tension music somewhat that just builds up to the final shot of the soldiers just chilling on that mole. And then you hear the sound of a plane coming and them all ducking. And it's like, it, it, it shows you... Just the visuals, which looked very good at the time, and just the tension, which did a really good job and intrigued me right from the get-go. It was like, ah, okay, now I'm intrigued by this. Yeah, Nolan is one of the people who, I mean, as as Oppenheimer showed, he could do a trailer that is basically just a clock counting down and get people excited. Mm -hmm. Um, This is really the start of that for him in terms of just being such a strong brand that people will immediately get excited for whatever he does. Yeah, this is, I mean, everything about this trailer, the very sparse production of it, the visuals, and then it's honestly probably almost as much text as it is actual shots from the film. Yeah. Just time-wise. Yeah, there's a lot. I, I had to do a school project where I had to edit the audio, add the create yeah. my own audio for this trailer and make it sound different. And so I noticed while I was out of the editing, it's like, man, there's just so much black text compared to actual shots. It was very interesting. It made it it made it easy to actually do this project as well. But I it was like, hmm, I'm taking a risk by doing this, and it, it paid off. 
like I did something really weird with it. So yeah, but yeah, it is a very striking teaser trailer that just having no idea what this was just it sold me maybe just by the final shot alone with the soldiers on the beach waiting for the plane to come in it's like oh okay i understood the absolute terror of that and it's like ah i'm intrigued by this so yeah. uh, the film paid off for the most part it's not the best nolan film out there but it was it was good yeah, you, you can go over to our Binging Barbie podcast if you want to hear full thoughts on Dunkirk. I think we talked about it for an hour and a half, something yeah. like that. And the rest of our thoughts on Nolan as well. Yeah, yeah. If you like Barbie, there's that too. <laughs> and Monster High. And Monster High. And Megan. <laughs> and Megan. <laughs> Moving on to number three. Yeah, so this trailer is... Just another iconic trailer. Um, we've, we've talked a lot about trailers that came out, you know, a year in advance of their film or more. This is a trailer that came out months before the film. This was the first most people had even heard of it because the production was kept pretty secret. This is the first trailer for 10 Cloverfield Lane. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, just incredible tone setting. We start with these three characters they're in it honestly looks like a house mm-hmm. and they're doing they're playing board games and doing puzzles and reading books and watching tv and just kind of doing normal everyday life things and then the music kind of starts to get a little distorted and things start shaking and everything just kind of starts getting more and more tense and yeah you have john goodman who is doing incredible play this character that's kind of very short fuse and you see this in the trailer the way he's responding to things and as it goes on things are getting more and more ominous and then you get the Mm -hmm. reveal that they aren't in a house they're in a bunker that's underground um and mary elizabeth winstead who plays the protagonist attacks john goodman and tries to escape and he warns her that if she leaves they'll all die yeah, no. This is this is definitely this was a really good trailer when it came out. I was like very intrigued by this film, by this trailer. And it also really helps in that we had no idea what this thing was. Yeah. But the only thing that we had was the name Cloverfield in the title, which made people think, "Oh, is this the sequel to that one other Cloverfield film?" Uh because like the film also uses that to their advantage in the marketing yeah. in that Cloverfield's the first name and then you get the 10 lane coming in afterwards. So it's like, oh. And so I found it very interesting because when I think of Cloverfield, I think, oh, it's that monster found footage film. And here it's the complete opposite. It's like, oh, we're not getting any visual hints at a monster or not. It's just them together in this thing. It's really weird i'm actually really interested in this so yeah no i really enjoyed the film yeah now unfortunately the international trailer is one of the worst trailers i've seen because it gives away the final twist of the movie (sighs) yeah you can't be doing that yeah i i was very disappointed i did my best to avoid it and then it was playing at a theater and at that point i didn't know to look away and 
So I saw the the final twist, and then I had to watch Batman versus Superman immediately after because that's the movie we were going to see. I did not oh, get that man. trailer for Batman v Superman when I watched that film. Interesting. I would have remembered, but yeah, because I didn't see it like opening week. I saw it a couple weeks later, oh. and then and then the actual Ted Cloverfield Lane. Because that was when the big earthquake happened, so the theaters were shut down for a month when it was supposed to come out. Oh, so I okay. was like, "Ah, oh, when I finally got to see it, it's like, oh man, I had it all ruined for me. Oh well, it still works very well as a film, and it's mm. one of my favorites of that year." But I mean, I was expecting the ending because I was waiting for that connection to the Cloverfield film. But um, yeah, no, it still did a really good job to plot twist. But this is not about the film. This is about yeah, the trailers. Yeah. And that being said, good trailer doesn't show a whole lot. International trailer, not so much. But moving yeah. on <laughs> to my number three is the trailer to Godzilla King of the Monsters. This is the first initial trailer. Honestly, like, even the the trailers for the 2014 Godzilla film are really good. The Halo one, when they were jumping out of the plane, that was oh, yeah. a really fantastic one. Great. Um, but I'm choosing this one because music. Music really sold this trailer. They they, they, used, they used Claire de Lune, and it really helped with the absolute scale and immensity and the emotion of these giant monsters. I could care less about whatever dialogue was going on, but <laughs> this film just had a lot of really good, pretty-looking shots. And I was like, ah, the music is matching the beautifulness of that. I really like this trailer because of that. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic trailer, and I always forget how many people are in this. Like Vera <laughs> Farmia, Kyle Chandler, Sally Hawkins... Charles Dance, like mm. Bradley Whitford, like all of these people. I'm like, oh yeah, I know these people from other stuff. David Strathairn, like, yeah. The watching this trailer, it's always a reminder of, oh yeah, I need to rewatch this at some point, e even just for the actors who I recognize, but also yeah. for the for the movie, which is, by my recollection, better than it could have been. <laughs> sure i mean <laughs> yeah that's that's typically how it goes um but yeah no this was i actually wasn't even expecting the trailer to come out when i did i didn't even know that they were making the film or i did know but like i didn't know it was happening this soon and so when the trailer dropped i was like oh my goodness look at that there's the yeah. trailer it looks so cool. I can't wait. I was super excited. Um, but yeah, like I said, a lot of the Godzilla trailers just do a really good job at selling these monsters and just doing a really good tone. And like I said, the initial trailer with the Halo jump of the 2014 film also really good. Yeah. <sighs> Moving on. Yeah, next up we have... I mean, ju just... Again, these are my favorite trailers. These last two are top tier for me, just cut above the rest. Um, this is the teaser trailer to The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the 2011 David Fincher version. And, I mean, what a trailer. Just 
no no plot no dialogue whatsoever it is just the um the song the immigrant song cover by karen o trent reznor and atticus ross mm-hmm. and it's this dark and violent song that's played over these very very quick cut images that are building a narrative we're kind of seeing it's a car pulling into this um estate with these mansions around it um and then in between that we're seeing all of these different shots from the film and there's even things like there's many narratives like daniel craig pulling down his glasses as he's he's looking at pictures and it, it's all just incredibly well made to sell the tone of this without giving anything away um and just the visuals of it the the sound especially as well it's just the song is kind of increasing in intensity and there's a bit of distortion in there as well that yeah it's just it's so so good and the the film actually matches it i just recently rewatched it and it is a nearly three hour film that feels like a two hour film like it's just so incredibly well paced and yeah the, a very a very dark film i should say it, it is not for everyone but mm-hmm. again if you watch this trailer and you're intrigued by it it's like yeah it's worth checking out the the film because it is such a good encapsulation of the the film sure I will say I wasn't a fan of just how quick the cuts were. Okay. That just, I don't know. I, I'm not a really big fan of like quick cuts that are just, and even just like the entire trailer is just quick cut, quick cut, quick cut, quick cut. Yeah. And I get it. I get it. It's interesting. Yeah, but it's, it's not, I don't like that. Okay. Oh, you also get the tagline, the, um, the feel bad movie of Christmas. Which, what a tagline. I don't think it sold them any tickets, because who's going to go and see the feel-bad movie of Christmas? But but yeah, I can definitely see, if you aren't a fan of the quick cutting, it, it is a lot of that, but it, it fits with the song so well. That... I No, I got that. I could tell yeah. that's what they were doing, but that would not have been the choice I would have made when making this trailer. <laughs> that being said, I am glad that there wasn't heavy dialogue. It was just the visuals. Maybe there was just too much visuals and cutting. But yeah, that, the, that's the just... next trailer for this is actually three minutes of almost entirely plot and dialogue. And it's oh, oh, like I have a thing to say about that. But okay. that's I'm getting ahead of myself. Oh, no, no, no. The the next girl with the dragon tattoo trailer. Oh, Okay, not, not, no. Not the, not the next trailer on the list. All right, well. <laughs> whatever. Speaking <laughs> of the next trailer on the list, let's move on to my number two, and that's the first trailer for the film Logan. Um, so just to keep in your mind, at this point, like we're used to just like superhero films. Like, yeah, they have a certain tone, they're actiony. They're they're just fun to have, and then there's this trailer that pops up for this old man Logan film, and you have a Johnny Cash song playing, and it's like it's all emotional and just not very fun. And it's like, oh, what is this? It's making me cry. It's it's making me feel things. I'm very concerned about these characters. What's going on? 
And yeah, that's Logan in general. Just a very not very superhero film. A very different take. And it's just the trailer just did a really good job of making me interested in this film because it was so different than what you expect to see from these trailers. It's like, oh, they're usually so bent on showing you all the action and such. Here, they're showing you the the hurtful emotion of the old man Logan and what's going on. So, yeah. Even just, again, the cutting to the music. It's a slow beginning building up to just quicker cuts towards the end. That's how I like my quick cuts. Build up to, not just dirt, 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 the entire way through. Yeah, I mean, this is an iconic trailer just in terms of selling the tone and what this was going to be. I, I think it's maybe a little bit similar to the Joker trailer in that sense of like, it has to sell something that is within the world of comic book adaptations, but is not your typical superhero punchy punch, even though Logan has quite a bit of punchy punching, but it's, <laughs> sure. it's a very different tone and a very different feel to it that it has to sell. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, that it's secretly a Western, not yeah. so secretly a Western, but it also does a really go- a good job at selling the finality like this is an ending for this character as well. Yeah, which, and like this is his so final adventure. Yeah. Well, well, you you, you new, get what I'm new saying. Developments have kind of undercut that, but yeah, yeah. This, this eh, is... I don't think so, but sure. <laughs> I, I'm a little bit disappointed that they're going the direction that they're going because it. I'm not, know, this I... is such a good ending to certain of these characters that it's like. What they're doing is the only way I will I would have accepted him returning. But okay, that, that's fair. Sure, yeah. I I I think we're in good hands. Like they know what they're doing. <laughs> like especially those two people together. Oh yeah, of course. Right. I'm not worried that they're gonna botch anything with that. Oh yeah. All anyway, right. So our number ones. Yeah. Or wait, actually, we should quick do honorable mentions. I just had a couple to rattle off. So, the Watchmen teaser trailer, which is iconic and. I didn't put it on my list because that's been discussed many, many times. Um, but yeah, that that was the trailer so good that people went out and bought the comic book and then didn't go and see the movie. But yeah, um, Zach, Zack Snyder, I think, in general, is makes for good trailers because he has really good visuals. And mm-hmm. the story, but the visuals, you can sell his films on the visuals alone. Um, and then mention the Mad Max trailers. All of them are pretty good. I love the Comic-Con initial reveal. Um, and then also the first sort of teaser. Um, and then also I wanted to shout out a bit of an older one. Well, not older, but older by the standards of this list. The trailer for Sunshine, which is so influential that the music from it is now just generic trailer music. Like, if you look up generic trailer music, you will come across this song um, because it is so well utilized in this trailer. I don't really have any honorable mentions to say. Like, all of them I've said throughout this whole podcast, so. Yeah. Yeah. Number ones, then. My number one trailer is, I mean, just a spectacular trailer. It almost stands on its own as a work of art, just in terms of the 
tone and the emotion of it that there's an arc to this trailer. It's the extended trailer to Cloud Atlas, the five minutes and 41 seconds. And yeah, how, how do you sell a film that is six different stories in one film? Well, you make six different trailers in one trailer. This is the, the idea of Cloud Atlas is it's these six different stories being told across time and they have different connections, but it's mainly sort of thematic. And so this trailer has to set up each of these different storylines while also setting up this bigger tone and this, these ideas that are going to connect everything together. Um, and yeah, it's, I mean, it's a full five minutes, but it uses those five minutes or I guess almost six minutes so well to set up what's going on and how these characters are interacting and it it's just it's so good again it's six trailers in one trailer so how could i not love it but yeah and it, it's showing off again fantastic visuals fantastic music um the the song that plays over the last half of the trailer is outro by m83 and it's just a sort of and makes it feel like this transcendent work of art rather than just a trailer. So, <laughs> uh, this is, of the trailers on this list, this is probably my least favorite one. Okay. Um, I think it's way too long. I don't think a trailer should be longer than three minutes because three minutes is already a really long trailer. This was way too long for me. It just kept going. And I was like, end, end, stop <laughs> going. End. I get it. End. Um, I be, And because it's so long, it just, it shifts tones and such. I think the first two minutes were the better two minutes of this trailer. Just, okay. it sets the tone. It's fine. I I felt like they kept going. There was too much dialogue going on, too much going on. And sure, yeah, it's this film is probably a struggle to tone down, but I think they probably just stuck to tone down. Because if I saw this in a theater, I wouldn't I would never watch this film. Because I felt I would feel like, oh, I've already seen so much of this film. Why would I need to watch the film? Even though I know nothing of the story, I would still think, oh. I've already seen so much because it's so long. Now, this was actually not played in theaters. They actually have a shorter trailer that they played in theaters. But the the people behind the film felt that the short trailer didn't do a good job of selling the film, which is, yeah. I, you say you wouldn't watch the movie based on this trailer. That if you don't like this trailer, you're not going to like the movie. And that's why I said no, I was yeah. more interested in the yeah. first two minutes because that did that was there was a similarity to what was going on, and then it just went off to I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. So, which you you, you could do a thing where Alex each trailer happened. you could do a thing where each trailer was like a different aspect of the film, so so that you're not just putting all of them into one trailer because that would probably intrigue your audience a little bit more. Like each trailer is different. It's like wait, I thought it was this thing. Why is it this? Huh? What's going on? I don't know. Yeah, I, I just, again, I just find this trailer to be spectacular, and it's it's the bigness and the boldness of it and how it's juggling all of these different things, and 
it's somewhat incongruous, but it all kind of works together and becomes something more interesting. And, and that's what, again, that's what the film is. I think, again, I don't think you would like the film. So I don't think the fact that you don't like the trailer is, that doesn't surprise me too much. I am kind of like, oh man, I wish you did like the trailer because then I could maybe sell you. No, I get that. I, I'm sure. It is, It is, of course, a real shame that this is my least favorite trailer and it's your favorite one of this list. <laughs> um, but that's just how the thing went for me. Yep. So. so someday we'll watch Cloud Atlas together and then you can... Together? No, I'll watch it on my own. I'll just, okay. Whatever. Okay. When I feel like it. <laughs> when I feel like watching four hours right, or something. When you feel like... Oh, it's it's not four hours. It's under I know. three. I know. I'm, there I'm there is rumors of an extended cut, which I would love to see again. I love the trailer because it's so so much. I would love a film that is that much as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe my favorite Wachowski's film, which is probably controversial because okay. they also did The Matrix, but of course, yeah. And so yeah, that leaves us with my favorite trailer of this list and it's the first teaser trailer for indiana jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull interesting shocking um (laughs) this is i have such nostalgia for this trailer because this is my first uh, semblance into indiana jones in general so like i had no idea what this was and i think this trailer did a decent enough job at showing you um Hey, this is Indiana Jones. It starts out with like doing a little bit of a sneak peek of like the older films. It's like, oh, he did this, he did this, he did this. And guess what? His adventure continues. And it does a really good job at just showing the better parts of that film. Um, <laughs> in that it shows you the very good cinematography that it has. Um, there's not a whole lot of the CGI or the the, the uh, refrigerator or the stuff that doesn't work. So this trailer just shows you the best parts. And I just, I resonated with those parts. It looked good. It looked interesting. I, I like the cinematography. I think about this trailer a whole lot. In fact, this trailer is really the reason why I decided to do this episode. Um, but yeah, I just think that this is a really good trailer that is the best way to do Indiana Jones in a trailer. Not the crap that we got for this latest film. Uh, I have no idea what they were doing with that trailer. Um, but yeah, this is, for me, this is how you do Indiana Jones in a trailer. Just sell the man and do good. <laughs> now, you did it like my trailer i gotta be honest i'm not the biggest fan of this trailer i like aspects of it but at at this point the whole here's the last entries of the franchise aren't you excited i'm just kind of like no and then they play the music and it's like again i after the dial of destiny trailers i just kind of have a i'm so tired of all of this stuff so watching this was a little bit Sort of just yes. again, it's the worst tendencies of a lot of these like legacy sequels, mm-hmm. and especially the trailers. And and I definitely understand. I think when it came out, 
being that this was not a common thing so it, it doesn't stand out nearly as much i hadn't seen this trailer in years so this is kind of a bit of like a first like i had forgotten about it so Mm-hmm. I, I'm yeah, kind of going no. in with different context than you were. This to, trailer um... would play every time I would, because th- this trailer was still before the the film that came out. It, it was on the yeah. DVDs for the other films, and so okay. every time I'd watch the other films on DVD, this trailer would play, even though <laughs> I'd already seen it. And so I'd, I'd watch it every time. Yeah. Um. Even, overall, that this film they just did a really good job at trying to sell. Indiana Jones, not just in this trailer, but in that time period, like he yeah. was everywhere. I I don't know what they were doing this past year. They didn't really sell him for this audience, but um, yeah, of course, like the last Indiana Jones came out in like '89, and so they were like years in between, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, here kids, this is what your parents liked. Let's get you into this. Um, and it worked for me, but yeah, there you go. That's, these are the trailers that we liked. I I gotta say before we move on though, that one of the reactions I was not expecting to have to this trailer is, wow, Harrison Ford looks so young. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like him, him after he does the whip thing, when he's sitting in the truck that he crashed into next to two people, I'm like, wow, he's, he's looking pretty pretty spry there looking very young and compared to what we have recently people were people are joking it's like oh he looks too old to be doing that they were saying the same thing when this thing came out so yeah little did they know when this came out that um yeah yeah i mean whatever you think about the film i think that this trailer just has all of my favorite shots of that film. So Okay. Mm-hmm. Some good Kate Blanchett in it. <laughs> sure. I always forget yeah. she's in that one as well. Mm-hmm. But anyway, thank you all for listening. These were our top seven trailers that we enjoyed. Um and we have our other podcast that you can listen to. Binging Barbie on all the different platforms. Just whatever. Look, look them up or whatever. I don't, I don't care. Um, anything you want to say before we go, Jay? Yeah, um, Benzine Barbie, we're doing our Monster High series right now. So come on over and give that a listen. And again, we did all of the Nolan films. We did all of the Barbie animated films. So you can hear us talk about Barbie and her sisters in the Great Puppy Chase if you want to hear that. Or you could hear us talk about Interstellar. <laughs> We yeah. also talk about, about that. In which case, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye.